Hello everybody. We're coming to you from Egypt, the land of the pyramids, crochet, and horrible traffic. This is Gender Bender, the podcast that aims to bend the lines and break the barriers of gender issues here in Egypt. We'll talk about issues such as abortion, online dating, single mothers and fathers, and many more. No topic is too taboo and no discussion is too scandalous. So come with us. Just keep an open heart and an open mind at the ready. This is your host, Maria Ismail. Just a quick disclaimer, we are putting aside all religious aspects and focusing on issues from a strictly societal perspective. As per the request of our interviewee, we have kept their identity anonymous by changing their voice and not stating their name. Today's episode is about something that's close to all of us here in Egypt. It's something that I think we've all went through at one point in our lives as women. It's going to the gynecologist or Dr. Nisa in Arabic. So you start feeling that there's something off and you want to go to the doctor, but there's a bit of this cloud of shame around it. It's not completely acceptable. It's not something that you would go tell your parents maybe in case you're worried that there's something that is super wrong. Me, myself, uh, I've experienced this on many occasions. And usually when I go to the gynecologist, I do feel a bit of anxiety beforehand. And I usually take a friend with me, just in case. So there isn't much research done on the topic, but I found two sources. Uh, They're very different from each other, but I feel like they kind of show the issue I'm talking about. So the first one is a blog called Pink Pangea. And they call themselves the community for women who love to travel. And basically, it's a woman, an expat, that stayed in Egypt in 2010. And she stopped getting her period for six months. So she started thinking about, oh, my God, I need to go to a gynecologist. And she started talking to friends in the area. And they were like, no, don't go alone. It's not safe. And... She only made an appointment with a doctor that a friend of hers had already had experience with. And so she went and she gave us a list of things to know before visiting a gynecologist in Egypt. So there's three things, I think. Yes, three. So the first one is don't try to arrange a gyno visit in Egypt by yourself. She says that you should get a local female to help you and you should probably go to a gynecologist she has already gone to before. Second one, which isn't really the best uh, thing to read, but I'll read it anyway. Appreciate the medical care we receive in the U.S. and other developed countries. So it's a bit of looking down on Egypt, but that's what's in the list. And the last thing is that three, stress can do some interesting things to your body. This is in... This has to do with why her period had stopped. It had stopped because she was under stress. And that's basically the list. She kind of tells the rest of her story. So if you want to check it out, the blog is called Paint Pangea. The second second thing I want to talk about is a really interesting article by Rasif22 by an author called Alia Alia Aid. So basically she goes more into depth and more about Egyptian um, Egyptian women and their experiences with gynecologists. So she talks to a woman called Asmet Geber, who is 30, and 
when she was younger, that she had felt a lot of pain with her period and there was something wrong. But her mother wouldn't let her go to the doctor because she was worried that people would talk about her honor. And honor here is a very important word, I would say. And um, at the end of the day, it was Asma who paid the price because she couldn't get pregnant afterwards because she left something lingering so long that could have easily been healed if she had gone to a doctor. And there's another girl called Hiba that also lives in a small little village and she's afraid to go in case her brother or her father, they hear about her going to a gynecologist and someone talking ill about her honor as well. So to this day, she has not gone. And there's also a doctor that talks about what happens when the delusions of honor get in the way of women getting the female health they need. So Intasara Saeed, head of the Cairo Center for Development, she talks about a case where a father killed his daughter because he thought that her bloated stomach was out of a pregnancy. He didn't wait to take her to a gynecologist. He just came to the conclusion that she was pregnant. So more or less, there is a stigma for sure in Egypt. It differs from place to place, from class to class. And today we're going to talk to a girl who is, you can say, you can definitely say that she's high class. And even though she is, that doesn't mean that the society is any less open-minded about going to a gynecologist. And she herself has felt that due to her not being sure whether she is a virgin or not. And I use virgin here just to say that she doesn't know if her hymen is intact. So without further ado, let's go on to the interview. Thank you for talking to us today. It's a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. Would you like to introduce yourself, whatever you want to say? Um, well, I'm a 22-year-old. I'm supposedly a virgin, <laughs> and I'm a graduating senior now. Why supposedly? Well, what happened is when I was in grade 12, I asked my mom if I was allowed to use a tampon because I had a competition at school. It was a game uh, called Pentabon. It's like triple jump, but it was like five jumps, actually. And I was on my period, and like the game involves like really stretching out my legs and I wasn't willing to be wearing a, t- a pad with, with my legs, you know, just spreading out. So I asked my mom if I could put a tampon, and she was like, no way, it's just for married girls. And I was like, yeah, but I kind of have an emergency. Like She's like, no, you just have to wear your own pad. So I went behind her back, and I got a tampon. I asked one of my friends, like, how to put it in, basically. And she helped me, like, not have me put it actually, but she told me how to put it, and <laughs> that would have been awkward. Uh, yeah, she she told me, yeah, you do this and that, and then ta-da, like put it in. Like, um, I was like, okay, uh, I did. At first, I it kind of felt uncomfortable, and then she told me, look, as long as you're feeling uncomfortable, then you put it wrong, so you have to take it out. And I did, and I put another one, and then I didn't really feel it. But the thing is, I could never know if I had broken my hymen or not, because I was on my period. So if I bled, I would never know if this is like my hymen blood or just my period. So until this very moment, I'm not quite sure if I'm a virgin. Yes, that's why. But you're not sexually active. No, not sexually. No, no, not at all. 
So by virgin, you just mean that your hymen might not be intact. Yeah, exactly. Well, did you know at the time that if you put in a tampon that this might happen? Well, I tried going on Google, but there was like different opinions. There were people that were like, no, it's just, it's too small to bake your hymen. But others were like, yes, of course, if you put anything inside, it's just going to bake your hymen. So no way really I would have known. Unless I went to a gynecologist, which wasn't pretty much, but wouldn't be a great idea in, in our country, in our culture, traditions. And that's exactly what we want to get to. Yeah. Today, we're going to be talking to you about your experience and how it affected you later on when you wanted to go to a gynecologist and if it kind of held you back. Well, uh, my friends were like, sure, why don't you just go to a gynecologist and be sure? But what I was really afraid of was, what if I had actually broken my hymen and the doctor just gives me this look like, oh, you're not married and... Like, you're basically not a virgin. He looked at me as if I'm like, some prostitute or something. Not not in, implying that a girl that's not a virgin is a prostitute, but this is just how people look at it. They're like, oh my God, you're not married. You're not a virgin. Um, y- y- you're, you're a prostitute. I don't want to use any other words. But <laughs> um, So yeah, that was kind of scary for me. Even maybe at the beginning, I would just tell them the story. I'd, I'd never know if they'd believe me. They'd be like, oh, she's probably making something up. Maybe her dad just want to be sure that she's a virgin because, I don't know, maybe she did something, whatever, behind his back. And they just start having these random scenarios that you can just never explain. This is probably what's keeping me from going to see one. Maybe if I go to Europe, for example, I, I definitely go. But, um, yeah, if, if it's not that, if it's in Egypt or in the Middle East, actually. Not quite sure all the countries in the Middle East, but in Egypt, no way I'd go. So you haven't gone to a gynecologist since grade 12, you said? Yeah, no, I haven't been. <laughs> but have there ever been any issues where you felt like you needed to go? Because it's normal. I mean, as women, things happen down there. So, <laughs> so yeah. at points... Well, of course, I, I, I've seen a few gynecologists because, um, well, my period's it's not regular, so um, I just want to see one, like, and see if everything down there, down there, is is okay. Like, is my are my ovaries working? Am I? I don't know. I just wanted to check if everything was okay. And well, it turns out I had PCOS, so I had to do like uh, ultrasounds and everything. But no one had to actually just check down there. So that was it. Like, if 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 I went to see a gynecologist, it'd be like such issues like my period is irregular, feeling so much pain down there. So um, if I ever want to get married and like I maybe I want to make sure that I'm fertile, if I can have kids, if I'll need maybe um, I don't know what they're exact, exactly called, but there's the one there there are like specific uh, medicines that I need to take to like um, to increase the ovulation or whatever. Uh, maybe if I want to start contraception, I have to go to a gynecologist and tell them, yeah, I'm getting married. I want to be on contraceptive pills. So do you advise that or not? So it's it's basically that. When you do go to a gynecologist, how, how are you sure that they're not going to check down there? Well, because they, they can't. They, they're not allowed to. Unless they ask me first, they, they just can't go and open and see what's going on down there. They need consent, 100%. Yeah. Well, when you do go to the gynecologist, is there ever 
a kind of fear. Like, yeah, I was, I was just going to, when, when you were saying that, I, I got that sensation. You were going to ask this question. Yes, I sometimes, when I was doing my first ultrasound, I was like, oh, my God, can they see if my hymen is broken? Oh, my God, what if it's broken and you can see it? What if he tells my mom? Oh, my God, how am I going to explain? Yeah, I, I do get these thoughts. And I'm like, oh, my God, what should I do? Um, yeah, I do, I do get these fears. So do you go alone? No, uh, I never go alone. When I go, it's always with my mom. I want to take a short break and tell you about Artcast, a podcast production house right here in Egypt. They have really cool shows in Arabic and English for business, personal development, and many other topics. Check them out at their website, artcast.fm. So where does this fear come from? Is it just that you're afraid of getting found out? Or is it that you think that they could do something more? Like, do you think that they could... Yes, may I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to give you a bad look. Yeah, definitely, yeah. 100%. But what is the extent of what you think they could do? It's not about what they would do. More than, like, what they would... They, they can't do anything anyway. They, they can't just... They're not allowed and... There's nothing they can do. What's the worst they can do? Like, call me a prostitute in their mind? Even say it out loud. Like, oh my God, you're not a virgin. Whoa, you're, you're a bad girl. But um, no, the fear is mainly like them going to my mom and being like, did you know she's not a virgin? And then my mom would just look at me and she's going to be like, yo, what's up? Do you think she'd believe you? Well, not exactly because I didn't tell her about it. Like, if I had told her back in grade 12, like, look, uh, I went behind your back and I put a tampon. I don't know if, I, if I'm a virgin or not. She would believe me, of course. But six or five years later, I tell her, hey, mom, um, look, when she finds out coincidentally, we're at the gynecologist and they're like, hey, look, your daughter's not a virgin. And she comes up to me and she's like, yo, are you a virgin? I'm like, oh, no, remember in grade 12, I tried to put a tampon. And she would definitely not remember. She probably wouldn't have remembered. I, yeah, I yeah. was just going to say, she, she would never recall uh, me telling her, hey, I want to put a tampon in. So she'd be like, you're just making this up. like." And that, that's my fear. I'm probably now regretting not telling her uh, back in grade 12 if uh, that I, I probably broke my heart and trying to put a tampon on without letting her know. So, yeah. Well, you're getting married soon yeah that's correct are you worried about your husband not at all um because probably i'm not gonna say day one because obviously not day one you're like hey look i'm not sure if i'm a virgin that, that would uh, even sound fishy but <laughs> uh, <laughs> he'd be like yo um you're not okay bye so um no but like in the first few months we were having like some kind of deep talks about like um you know like intimate talks like hey uh, have you been with any other girl have you been with any other guy blah 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 and like it started opening the these topics and then i was like hey you want to know a fun fact about me not really fun, fun but fact. <laughs> are, are you yeah. sure it's a fun fact well for him it is he, he, he yeah he's kind of western in his mind um he, he's open-minded like not exactly the typical egyptian mentality he's egyptian mm -hmm. but he, he just doesn't have this mentality. Um, he's totally understanding. And I was like, hey, look, maybe like uh, a few years ago, uh, I, I had like a competition, blah, blah, blah. And I told him the story. And he was like, yeah. And he, he took it as, as something to laugh about. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, sure. No worries. Like, 
I was like, no, it's not a worries. I'm just telling you something about me. It's it's not that I'm worried about anything. And that's that. So he basically knows. So he probably wouldn't be surprised if I don't bleed on our first night. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't have to clean up the matter. <laughs> I know. I, I hope. I don't know. I, I I'm hope. Actually, I'm actually not really sure if I hope uh, I bleed or I hope I don't bleed because I don't know. I mean, like, if you got the pain over with, then. I know, right? <laughs> sorry. Sorry. We may have, may have gone a, a bit, bit <laughs> into details. Um, it's all right. Uh, we're going to circle back for a second. Sure. Back to the gynecologists. All right. Thank you to her future husband for... <laughs> I know. I'm really grateful I have him. Gynecologists. Why is there such a big stigma? I mean, even if you're not a virgin and you need to get something checked, even if you are a virgin and you have to get something checked down there, would you be comfortable going alone? Well... <laughs> I don't know if you mean by alone, like, uh, about having someone check down there and there's no one by my side. Maybe he do something a bit out of line or something off protocol. Um, first, I definitely not go to a guy in Egypt. I, I'm not really the person that would go alone. I, I'd even bring a friend. Like, it doesn't have to be my mom or my dad. Or definitely not my dad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd sure take a friend with me because it's, it's just kind of reassuring, you know, to know that someone's there. I don't know. What if anything happens? I just like to have someone with me. So, no, I, I wouldn't go alone. N- like, not to a gynecologist, not to a dentist alone. I don't do these alone. <laughs> so, would you say, in general, that there's a stigma about gynecologists if or if you are not a virgin? Well... No, I think it's it's fine, like a girl just going to gynecologist or whatever. But it's just about how people react to it. Like how there are some doctors, I'm, I'm not going to say all of Egyptians, but a few doctors are, are not judging. They're like, yeah, sure, maybe this actually happened or whatever. But yeah, it's it's not, it wouldn't be looked at really well if the girl is alone. Like if she's with her mom, Maybe they think, yeah. She wouldn't bring her mom along if she was guilty. Uh, unless her mom was making sure she's not a virgin or oh she's God. a you know, That's well, a whole other thing. This, I'm telling you, this is just Egypt. They have to invent these uh, scenarios. Like, oh my God, what if her mom is coming? Because maybe the girl will tell her, oh, they told me I'm a virgin and she's not. So she wants to be sure. I'm telling you, the, this is like the Egyptian mentality, which is very, very unfortunate. But that that's how things are. This is unfortunately your country. This is our culture, and this is how things are. On that depressing note, I'd like to thank our guest for today. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Good luck with your wedding. (laughs) Thank you. This episode is produced by Abdullah Ghanem and myself, Mariam Smaid. Please rate, subscribe, and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps people find us easier. And if you want to receive our chat news and updates, sign up to their newsletter. You will find the link in the description, and don't worry, they won't spam you. It's only twice a month. Gender Bender is an Artcast production.